So if you're watching from the outside, clinical trials can operate in isolation. They can seem like they're their own specialized area of expertise. But when you think about it, the full life cycle of a clinical trial is critical. And it crosses the realms of GPs and pharma, biotech, and digital health, clinical research, and lots more. But how does it do that exactly? And what does that all even mean? Well, my guest today, Suhit Anantala, is bringing that network together using the technology and services from Plexus Research. Today, we're also going to speak with Dr. Andrew Kelly, a GP on the front line, passionate about engendering citizen-centric learning healthcare communities underpinned by multidisciplinary primary care generalists. So let's get stuck into it, Team Health Tech, and let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Birch, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Suhit Anantala from Plexus Research and Dr. Andrew Kelly. Suhit is a global business design leader and is the founding CEO of Plexus Research. Plexus is a tech-driven community-based clinical trial network enabling clinics, clinicians, and citizens to be part of clinical trials and contribute to global medical breakthroughs. Joining Suhit is Dr. Andrew Kelly. He's the co-managing principal at East Adelaide Healthcare Clinic. Hey guys, how are you going? Hey Pete. Good, thanks Pete. Thanks for joining. And you're both in sunny Radelaide. Is that about right? We are in Radelaide. Yes. Nice. So thank you for making the time. Really keen to explore the concepts of clinical trials and the work that Plexus is doing, but it's also great to be able to have some different perspectives live in the conversation as well, hence having Andrew involved too. So we'll set the scene firstly. Uh, Suhit, I might get you to do that first by introducing yourself and then also Andrew too. Sure. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for the opportunity to share what we're doing with your listeners. I'm the founding CEO of Plexus Research. Plexus is a startup based in Adelaide, and Plexus' goal is to create a network of clinics that can run clinical trials in the community, work with their patients and citizens around their clinics, and really bring and democratize clinical trials to every nook and corner to where people are, rather than people going to clinical trials. And with me today is Dr. Andrew Kelly. Dr. Kelly is a GP for many years. He's an entrepreneur. He runs his own clinics with his partners. The connection to Plexus is that he's actually a medical advisor. His clinic is part of the network. And Andrew has been quite an instrumental a part of enabling us to think about how we can work with GPs at the community side of clinical trials. Amazing. Thank you. Tell us a little bit more then about the opportunity that exists with clinical trials and the GP land. Sure. Maybe I'll just step a bit back for people to just to understand clinical trials. So you have a drug, then you go through a preclinical pathway, and then you get into clinical trials with humans. And of course, with COVID, I'm sure most of your listeners actually know the different phases. We've all followed it very closely to see what's happening with all the different vaccines. So we've got phase one, two, and three in general, and then phase four comes in after the product is in the market. Phase one is generally called first in human, and then you have phase two and three. The goal in first in human is generally looking at safety. Does it actually create any other challenges, any adverse events? How does it work? And then as you move through the phases, you look at efficacy. Does it actually make the difference? Does it work what it's supposed to do? So in this case, the vaccine, for example, is it actually going to stop the coronavirus from infecting the patient? And then the second layer to understand is numbers. So phase one is generally in the tens of people and maybe 100 plus. 
and then the next phase you add 10 times over so it's hundreds of people and then phase three is into the thousands if you have seen some of the numbers for example the astrazeneca one would be like 40,000 50,000 60,000 patients for trials same with pfizer when you come to phase three so it's phase one two and three and it goes in the 10 to the power of one two and three it really starts to increase in terms of how you look at number of patients on what you do. So in the context of Australia, we've been extremely good at clinical trials. We are a world leader. Our data is valid with the FDA and the European Medical Agency and TJ is very, very respected. We have a very fast regulatory process. We've got a fantastic medical capability around the place. Our integrity is very high. Whole bunch of reasons why we are very good at clinical trials. However, a large part of the clinical trials is phase one. We still do a significant number of phase two and three, but phase one is predominantly what Australia is well known as. And phase one generally happens in large hospitals or sites that are designed to mimic hospitals because you want patients to be able to stay overnight, you want to follow them, you want 24-7 access. Once you go into phase two and three, you don't need the same. You want people to be in the community, you want them to come do a bit of testing, do some tests, go back to the house and come back again and follow a medication regime. So when you think about the opportunity in GP land, the opportunity is to actually be exploring where are the patients closest to, which is GPs, where do they go in general if they have a problem to the GP clinics, and then how do we then enable the phase two and three part of the equation, which actually requires a lot of people to follow a specific regime and also trust the process. This is the sweet spot we think that where GPs and even specialist clinics can be a significant part of this network where patients are closest to them and they can actually participate in trials that they've not been able to participate before because they may have to go to a specific location in each city in, in Australia. But now they can go five minutes, 10 minutes away to their own GP clinic. And so then from your side, Andrew, when you think around clinical trials and the role that GPs play in it, what are some things that come to mind? GPs obviously can have a few roles. The, what I think we tend to forget is that GPs are trained in scientific method just the same as the rest of the health system is, but we don't have the opportunity to be exposed to trials in the way that happens, particularly within the hospital space. As it said, we are closest to the patient and we see patients more often than specialists and hospital clinicians do. And so we have a relationship with them that's ongoing and there is obviously understanding regarding responsibilities and care. So we're in the ideal position to be able to help to recruit and that's a very important part of the phase two and three trials by virtue of the numbers involved. So recruitment is probably the first area where Plexus can make a difference because we're meeting the market where the patient sits rather than them having to travel, as Sahit said. But we also have the opportunity to be investigators and depending upon the size of the clinic, the GPs might be associate investigators to start with. We have to have additional training in good clinical practice, which is the international standard for clinical trials. And then there might be the opportunity to become a principal investigator, so someone who's actually responsible for an entire site. Plexus helps us as a practice to be able to meet those needs by coming in and coordinating, make sure that we meet the standards that are required for an international drug trial. Excellent. And so Sue here, taking that into more detail then, the role of Plexus in that whole approach, it sounds like you're speaking to a particular problem there. That's right. GPs, as you heard from Andrew, are not only capable, but really want to be part of it. So our first test in building this network was to understand that question. Would clinics and clinic owners and GPs would be interested in clinical trials? 
and we have an overwhelming response in Adelaide. We have lots of clinic owners and GPs very interested. So we know that that's actually what they want to do. The question then becomes is, why have they not done this before? Some GPs have been part of trials, don't get me wrong, but why is it not happening at scale? And why is it not happening in a regular, in a regular basis? Part of the goal for Plexus is to solve the friction that comes to actually solve this. So a few things. One is that each clinic on its own, if you're actually not set up to run clinical trials, if you're just set up to run you know, as what GPs do, then it's actually a big undertaking to run clinical trials from everything from an ethics approval process to managing study coordinators, working with international drug companies or CROs and negotiating budgets and contracts, managing the data, the follow-up. There's a whole bunch of things that goes around it. So all of those are actually pain points from a GP point of view. So Plex's role is to remove those pain points, manage them at scale, so the GP and the clinic can do best what they can do. So they can be an investigator, they can recruit the patients, they can manage them. And more importantly, the access to a site near the patient. And that really what changes the game. So that's where Plexus kind of fits in its role. And what Plexus has done also is to say, okay, if you have one clinic, that's okay. If you have two clinics, that's okay. What if you have 20 clinics? What do you have 30 clinics? What do you have 50 doctors? What do you have? 100,000, 200,000 patient access. Now, suddenly you start to talk about numbers and scale that really changes the game in terms of how you can create value across the board. Thinking about firstly with Plexus, because I'm interested also why a GP would want to be more involved in undertaking some of these. But from Plexus's point of view, what's your business model look like? Who's the customer? In the clinical trial land, anybody who wants to run a clinical trial is called a sponsor. So the sponsor could be a large pharma or it could be a biotech. So if you let's go, if you look at COVID vaccine, actually it was run by Oxford University and a small company called Vacitech. It's a small biotech that focuses on vaccines. They actually ran the trials and then got AstraZeneca to take it to the next stage and produce and distribute. So this is a very common thing in the clinical trial space. Where there's a lot of really niche biotech companies are coming up and they're really looking at problems very deeply, whether it's an aging problem or a vaccine issue or something else. And they really try to solve that very deeply and go through a range of clinical trials and then go on to the big guys who would actually take it to market. So we're talking about those big pharma or biotechs as a real customer. In lots of cases, they work with a clinical research organization or a CRO. A CRO generally enables quality standards, supports the sponsor in working in Australia and making sure that the quality is managed and really works as a third-party entity who's neutral to the game but brings a lot of value to the sponsor and the site. So it's a CRO or the sponsor who's our client and Plexus basically works with them to look at what trials are suitable in the GP land, what are feasible, how many can we do, what is suitable. Once we look at that, we look at the GPs and say, okay, which GP clinic or which GP is actually most suitable? What kind of patients do they have? Does it make sense to look at this clinic or that? Or do we do multiple clinics? So we look at all that, then we talk to our network and our GPs, and then we kind of decide on what trial we should do. Then we go up the chain and start that process, and then we get to the trials. And so, Andrew, the life of a GP on a day today, as I know, is usually pretty full on. Why would a GP want to be more actively involved with undertaking all of the work that Suhit was explaining with clinical trials when they've got a full book of patients that they see on a regular basis? I think it depends partly upon the GP and partly upon the practice and the business itself. So from the GP perspective, it's work which is a little different. 
brings us back to our roots with respect to the scientific method and trying to improve upon potential care. So we're cutting edge as far as not just drugs, but also technologies, devices, digital applications. We can help in those spaces too. So it broadens our horizons in that regard. There's obviously a business benefit. It's not Medicare money. It's money that comes from sponsors. And the benefit is both to the practitioner and the business because Plexus pays both. As far as the business is concerned, though, it could arguably be said that it raises the standard with respect to the quality of care of the practice because we have to be able to deliver to the standards of international drug trials. As it said, CROs are sent in as auditors to make sure that the quality and standards are met with respect to the trial space. And then finally, there's the opportunity for the patients themselves to be involved in something that they might not be involved with otherwise and potentially be exposed to new treatments earlier than what would have been otherwise possible. The challenge, of course, as you've mentioned, is the workflow and you have to be able to sequester time and that really is about organisation and so it has to be not just the GP but the business itself supporting the trial space and the work that we do with Plexus. Thinking back to something that Andrew raised really briefly there, Sue here, it's not just the medications and the scientific side, but there's also devices and other bits and pieces too. We were talking earlier about the 3Ds of clinical trials. Tell us a bit more about that and Plexus's involvement in those 3Ds. Sure. The 3Ds in clinical trials are drug, devices, and digital. Drugs is what we explained before, that fairly, you know, phase one, two, and three and others. Uh, devices are slightly different. So medical devices generally don't have phases like this. It's a different approach. But devices also are different kind of ones. You have point of care testing, you have actually devices that are like wearables, you have devices that can be implants. And what is interesting about devices is that it's actually a very big growing space. So if you look at growth point of view, devices are growing uh, exponentially, what people are thinking about how we solve our problems. If you look at the lifestyle diseases that we are getting, if you look at the challenges that we are facing as humans, a lot of these are actually not just about taking medication. It's also changing behavior. It's looking at how we understand. It's about uh, data and quantification. All of those things are coming from devices and digital apps. So we believe that the same network and the same kind of approach we're taking to drugs can actually be replicated for devices and digital. Now, the problems are slightly different but the solutions could be very similar where we could actually take them through the process, run trials. In some cases, the digital, for example, may not even require a randomized control trial. It may be just some clinical evidence. We can also look at pathways on how it goes to market. Another drug pathways are different and the device and digital pathways will be different. So they need to be understood in a very different way. But also the device and drug digital companies are actually different. A lot of them are actually small startups a lot of them actually international startups are coming to enter Australia and they really don't understand the market. And the digital ones are some are international, but a lot of young startups from Australia itself. So if they can prove their market in Australia, then they can go global. So there's some very interesting opportunities there, very different ones. And there is a real gap in the market in terms of what their challenges are and how we can solve them. I think the other important thing, particularly with digital and devices, is the question you asked before about workflow, both from the point of view of patients, but also from practitioners' perspective, fitting into our workflows, but also fitting into patient lives. There's no doubt that both the devices and the business models benefit from the real world experience. And we have a bunch of clinicians who are interested in that. 
Excellent. Actually, we might get into the real world evidence stuff in a bit too. I'm keen to explore that in a bit more detail, but I'm just thinking without utilizing a platform like Plexus, I'm just trying to work out how this would be done otherwise, because there's pockets of specialization when it comes to doing these clinical trials and individual clinics that might do these in bits and pieces. But if you're trying to do this on scale and pull together the entire network, it can be a bit difficult. So yeah, I guess that's the benefit of utilizing a technology to do it at scale, Suhi. That's right. Of course, you can do it at, uh, so the CROs or the sponsor have to work with multiple clinics and they do that right now. They have to work with, say, 20 different entities and 20 different investigators to bring them together. But what Plexus is trying to do is basically bring that network together in such a way that you just work with one individual. So, for example, how does a CRO or a sponsor know which GPs are interested? I know they only work with people that are already there in the, in the market. How do we know which sites are available? Where is the space in GP clinics or specialist clinics? This is all the work that Plexus has done. So we know who are interested. We've trained the GPs. We understand the capability of sites. We know what equipment is available. We are digitizing these sites. So think of this. You want to go to Bali and you want to go to Airbnb space. Unless you see the Airbnb space, you understand what's available. You've seen the photos. You've seen what they're capable. You really don't know whether you want to take that space or not. If it's a house. Whereas it's very similar right now. A lot of this is just dark web. Nobody knows what's available. So we can actually digitize these clinics. We can showcase what's available. We can show the capability of the GPs and the clinicians and the patients that are around them. And we bring all of them together in one place. And that's really the value where a CRO or a sponsor can come to Plexus and say, okay, what's available? And we say, look, all of this, what do you want? Or we've got this trial, what can we do? So it starts to really change where one GP or clinic on its own is maybe valuable. But when you start adding 10s and 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, it starts to really change the game in terms of what's possible. So Plexus is doing a couple of things. One, we've got this network and a platform. And you can call this a platform business model. But what we're also doing is taking the technology to digitize all these hard and physical assets and human assets that people are not aware of, bring them into the platform and give access to that. The second thing we're doing is actually making it easy for investigators and clinicians and clinics to participate in clinical trials. And that's where the technology will again come up to make their life easy. So if their life is easy, they'll do more trials. It's as simple as that. You solve the problems for them, you remove the pain points, you make it as easy from a workflow point of view, they'll start to do more trials. And more importantly, the participant and the patient is the most important here. If you can make their experience great, if you give them a great customer and patient experience, if, you, if they work with people they trust, their GPs, it's not too far from them, suddenly the whole game changes in terms of the entire kind of landscape. So from our point of view, the sponsor CRO is one customer, the GP and clinic is second customer, and the participant is a third customer. And we really want to enable all of those customers to come together and have the great experience as much as we can to them. And that kind of makes their life easy. And ultimately, we get some good medical breakthroughs happen. Yeah, that's fantastic breaking down some of those barriers and any delays that might be caused for CROs not being able to access clinicians at scale, but also then those participants to ensure that they're getting the best out of the trials, but also then referring on to others who might also get involved through their clinical network too. We talked a bit about clinical evidence, and then we started to talk about devices and everything too. But obviously, utilizing clinical trials is really important to get that clinical evidence and the efficacy of these emerging drugs or solutions. But what can be done around, like for clinical trials around the commercial side of things and the justification around the commercial elements of, of these devices? Especially if you're a medical device or as or a digital health and a startup or 
even a larger company, I think the big question in your head is, how do I take it to market? You believe in the product, you think that it'll work, and you need the you need the clinical evidence for sure. And, and I think you also need commercial evidence. And commercial evidence can be in multiple ways. It could be, what is my go-to-market strategy? What is my pricing strategy? Should it go through a professional network or should it go through direct-to-consumer? Which kind of consumers would actually be more useful? Can I take it through a lab or can I take it through a GP clinic? So understanding all those layers is very critical. So what Plexus aims to do is to provide that kind of a commercial evidence pathway as much as a clinical evidence pathway to these companies. And I would say that they're both very important, especially if you're a startup and you're trying to figure out what to do. And Plexus can bring together a range of professionals who are in the space that um, the medical device or digital health companies is looking for, get them to be part of this process, not just to testing the device or the app or the solution, but actually also providing insight and input into the actual commercial pathway. So how do they use the current devices if they're already there? How would they use a future one? Where does it fit in their workflow? What benefit can it create? And then finally understanding and breaking through and saying, okay, who will pay for it? And if you can look at all of those layers and have more data and understanding and insight, suddenly you start to have a business model that makes sense as a startup. So combining the clinical and commercial evidence, I think, is a very important part of the process where we can actually help these companies go to market. Interesting. Andrew, just back to the point you raised before around having the real-world evidence and the real-world data and the post-surveillance work that can be done through GP clinics. From your own perspectives in servicing patients, I would imagine as well some of that data and insights would be not just helpful from a clinical trial perspective, but also for you and your ongoing treatment of patients and understanding of what's going on. And, and also particularly given that we're in the midst of rolling out the, the COVID vaccine and everything. So is this providing a helpful tool for within the clinics as well on the ground for you? I think you're right, Pete, particularly with respect to the post-immunisation for COVID era that's happened in the COVID space. And there is, I suppose, an element of concern that many of our patients are raising around has the immunisation come out too quickly? Is all the data as, as good as it can be? And having a capacity to be able to follow medications after they've hit the market is a really important thing, not just from a regulator's point of view, but also for the individual patient, because there's a new form of monitoring and connection between the patients and us as a clinic to be able to understand what those ongoing risks and new emerging risks might be that we wouldn't have known about otherwise. And I think overall in Australia, we're doing a pretty good job around trying to monitor for those potential emergent problems from the new immunisations. But having a group of GPs on board that are networked and systematised makes all of that all the better, I think. And I think it speaks to where we're at as a society generally. We all need real-time access to absolutely everything and more transparency. And from a patient's perspective, being able to have that ongoing in real time seems like a, a really useful resource. So that's really interesting. We do have many GPs who listen to the podcast that might be more interested in being more actively involved in undertaking clinical trials and being part of this process. If you were to provide some advice, Andrew, to any GPs considering being more actively involved in clinical trials in this way, what would be some things that they should be thinking about through that process? I think the first is whether there's a champion within the practice, someone who's really passionate about the idea of going into clinical trials because you want someone who can sell the vision of the new world around the clinical trial space but not look at it just as a way of having 
a new project to be done within the practice. Think of it more about a quality improvement for the business itself. Think about the future as it might look with trials in the space uh, and then reach out to us to talk about what might be possible. It's important that the practice itself is of a high quality. Almost all general practice is, is digitised now and that's really necessary. You can't be a paper-based anything, I think, and do clinical trials and it's crazy your podcasts are moving everybody in that direction because the other opportunity I think that Sahir hasn't really raised is the whole question around multidisciplinary research in the primary care space and there are elements of the multi-D space and aged care and disability as, as additional examples where the areas of care are not as digitised as what we are and I think Plexus might have a future role in moving into those areas and also improving the space with respect to the quality of data. Really interesting. Thank you. And hey, lastly, Sue, hit paint us a picture for the future. What's on the horizon for Plexus moving forward? Right now, we've already built the largest clinical trial network in South Australia and Adelaide. We are running trials and we are actually raising our seed capital. So we're looking at raising a million dollars right now to build the team, to build the technology layer. We have proven that the model works. We've proven that the network's there. Uh, now the goal is to kind of get the quality right, to scale it up. I think scale is very critical in this space to keep all our different customers of those different layers happy and then to build a back-end process and the people capability that will enable the GPs and the clinics to be participating. And then once we get this right in Adelaide and South Australia, then we have to go national. So the goal is to add different states over time and bring the same approach that we have done here. So because we are based in Adelaide, we know our place here, we know all the GPs, we really want to get this right here, that model right. And then once we add the technology layer and, and the process and the quality thinking that we have, its goal is to scale it up. And we're really keen to partner with other GPs and other GP networks and even phase one units in other states and really work in collaboration to make Australia a very significantly important destination in phase two and three clinical trials and not just phase one, and continue to create a market for med tech and digital health startups, and really enable all of them to create those breakthroughs. And we want to be really part of that journey with all of them. And finally, I think Plex's larger goal is to enable citizens to be part of clinical trials wherever they are. Clinical trials play a significant role in giving new medication to people that may not have any other choice, or it really goes to the heart of what they want to do in terms of contributing to medical science. And to make it easier for them, closer to them, better for them is actually part of how we can help them to be part of this. So ultimately, Plexus can enable lots of these people to be part of clinical trials and get more GPs and clinicians who have never done clinical trials to actually conduct clinical trials. I think that'll be a fantastic uh, thing for us. Excellent. Well, thank you, Sahir. I'll put some details of Plexus in the show notes of this episode, and you've got a good presence on the Talking Health Tech website within our directory as well, so people can check out more information and learn more about what you do and also good timing with raising capital as well. We've got a good network in the community who obviously be able to share that word. So do reach out to Suhit and the team if you're wanting more information in relation to that. But look, Suhit and Andrew, thanks so much for your time. I look forward to hearing about all the successes of Plexus in the future. Thanks a lot, Pete, and you're doing a great job with your podcast, so really appreciate you taking the time for us. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out TalkingHealthTech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. 
Now go make it happen.